Welcome, everybody, to the Natural Born Hunter podcast brought to you by Mountain Ops. Mountain Ops is a supplement company that specializes in the needs of the hunter. If you need a little more protein in your diet, boom, hit up the Magnum. Three different sources of protein in there, so it absorbs in your body at different points in time, making it last longer so you can get stronger. You can also check out their Yeti pre-workout, perfect for hitting max lifts, PRs, getting your head in the game, and getting after it. They also have Enduro. For those of you who are a little more cardio-based in your workouts, looking to charge hard for long hours at a time. Without further ado, let's fire this puppy up. My feet are all fucked up right now from this weekend. Yeah? What'd you guys do? Uh, just under 11 miles and a very fast pace with 50 pounds. I got blisters. It sucked. Now, which frame is that? The 22 or 24 inch frame. Is that a duplex frame? Or well, that's, that's a thing frame. That's a new one. That's a new frame? Yeah, the new I, frame. Let's show that. Can you show that to me? I know there's a new frame. And it's just called the 24-inch frame? 24, a hunting frame. It's called the hunting frame? Yeah. This Velcro is open. Bat wings out. It adjusts differently. Foam's different. Shoulder straps are thicker. Let's are adjusting easier. Let's talk about that, too. Now, would that be recommended to say, because here's, here's some of the things we'll talk about, is obviously for training to hunt guys, which is where a lot of guys are asking me about this, is will it hold 100 pounds? bag right yeah how is it for something like the meat pack challenge where you only need 20 pounds and but you have to hold the bag for get-ups and everything like that you know what i mean yeah um so maybe we'll even talk a little bit what's the best way to put your weight in that bag that sort yeah. of stuff i got all that covered let's just start this don't you uh, worry fucking. <laughs> all right everybody welcome to the natural born hunter show i guess i don't know if this will be a podcast video what we're going to put it out as but a lot of questions get asked about the new apollo pack from kafaru and a lot of questions get asked about from train to hunt competitors of what is the best pack, best pack setup you can have for competition so shit there goes my camera so thanks to aaron snyder from kafaru <laughs> Maker of what most would consider the best packs out there. Uh, he's on the show today, and we will be talking to him about just that. What is one setup you can use for all the events and how you can use it? Welcome to the show, motherfucking Aaron Snyder. What's up? <laughs> oh, Lord. So, yeah, I, uh, I don't know if you know the whole history of this pack, but I know you were one of the first ones to see it, other than people at Kafaru when you were at Phil's. Yep. But it originally started before I went and started shooting a recurve. I was I was planning on shooting a lot of uh, 3Ds this year, ASAs, IBOs, and Tamarack, things like that. I may still shoot some of those, but I wanted a, a pack that I could um, carry my arrows in because I don't like carrying a hip quiver and the cool stool you get made fun of, you know, a little stool with the arrow tube in it. We could talk a little bit about those stools because I think – I could never carry one around and respect myself. I, I have had to carry one many times, and, and even guys have written cool stool and Sharpie on the tube to, to make fun of me. So, But I also wanted a pack knowing, like, 
the way that I am, I hate to have a pack that just does one thing. So it originally started as just a pack with this sleeve back here to hold arrows. And since you called me while I was on the way to work, I don't have any arrows, but people can get on the so online and see photos. This will hold arrows with field tips. It's not made for broadheads. Um, this whole sleeve back here is made for that. So you have frame, sleeve, bag. Pretty simple. Well, as time went on, we had guys hunt with this thing, and we're like, well, we like it as a hunting pack. And then a load shelf, a meat shelf, got sewn into it, which I have connected down here at the bottom. Oh, that's badass. So mm, then it went to, well, this will be perfect for trained to hunt, talking with you, Lance Banning, Phil, some of the other guys, because this small bag here will hold the 25 pounds for, you know, your normal, I don't know, I've never done trained to hunt, but for the normal course, you guys carry 25 pounds. Um, you can hold arrows in here if needed, extra arrows. Yeah, you'll need at least one extra arrow. If yep. you only have a five arrow quiver. Right. And so you can hold extra arrows in this. We also wanted to be able to, you know, as I started shooting traditional stump shooting, um, it'll hold judo tips. But what I found, you know, when I stump shoot, I'm really only needing arrows from this as I break my other arrows when the stumps are harder than they should be. <laughs> it's more of a... It's a reload, right? It's, okay, my broken ones go in here. I pull these out and put them in my quiver. Because when we stump shoot, we'll usually do six or eight mile loops because we're also training. Right. So sometimes a five arrow quiver, for those of you who stump, went stump shooting and, and gone Winchester a few times, sometimes five or six arrows isn't quite enough because you may shoot stumps that are a little harder than they should be. And so you just pull them out of here, put them in your quiver, put the broken ones back in the sleeve. Now, for the train to hunt aspect of this, this is for your standard 25 pounds, the main bag. Center zipper, you got two compression straps. Pretty simple. Well, when you go to carry the meat pack portion of it, you don't have to change bags or anything. You've got this load shelf, you know, here that we talked about. You don't, you probably want more than two compression straps. So, you can send out, you can ask for an additional K-clip compression kit, which is right here. That's all that is actually on. These are just K-clip compression kits. So now you can add, you can have one, two, three, four compression straps going all the way around to haul that, you know, 100-pound load. And then if you want, you can elevate the meat. You don't, you can elevate the, how would I put Load, this? whatever it is. Well, we have different connection points on the frame. So if you're using a tactical frame, for example, you can put the meat shelf and connect it up higher mm -hmm. to keep the weight elevated to keep it comfortable. So that's the tactical frame there, or what frame is this? This is the hunting frame. This is the hunting frame. Does that have the higher connection points it, as well? It does not, but for me, I don't need one because if you're carrying 100 pounds, you need more square footage anyway. So the elevated portion of it, can work but it can also make it a little bit taller especially if you have it on a 22 inch frame it may be loaded too high if you're carrying a straight hundred pounds with this system going from the bottom to the top is fine because it's not all sagging to the bottom which is the it biggest would, problem yeah you're able people. to keep it vertical with all the compression straps all right so that 
with that setup right there, the 24-inch frame, Hunter's frame can carry the 100 pounds and 20 pounds easily. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And what would be the best way, right? Because you said the 100 pounds, all the weight will be pretty evenly distributed. You don't have to worry about the old sag ass you get, you know, eh, with the 100 pounds. What's the best way to pack in something light, like 20, 25 pounds? That's just the main bag, so you just put it in here. I've just got a sleeping bag in there now. No, it's a jacket, but the 25 pound just fits in here. If you want to elevate the 25 pounds, yeah, you can because you can just. I'll just do it real quick. You can just take that bottom compression I strap and close the bottom off completely. You can actually take this one up if you want and then just suck the weight right here because 25 pounds is only taking that much up anyway. So you're really just like a boa constrictor choking that thing up to the top. Yep, exactly. And these are, this is an auto lock buckle. So in the case like with trained to hunt where you're slinging heavy, heavy weight around, sometimes the auto lock buckles are a little bit better in certain situations. So it's extremely versatile. It's, it's overly simple for sure. You can attach a pocket to it. There's You, you, you can kind of rig them on there, but you can rig our side pockets on there, but you can also put a lid on it with a lid kit, which you'll see in the photos on the website. But we had guys go down and pig hunt with it in Texas, and, you know, they were strapping whole pigs because they only had to go a mile back to the ranch. So and there's photos of that on the website. They just literally um, used a meat shelf, detached this, you know, opened it. It opens like a book, so this just comes out, dropped a pig in there, and just strapped 150-pound pigs and carrying them back to the you know, I'll the post. I'll post that link when I post this episode. So the thing for me, like with the training, right? Um, right. The industry's definitely, you know, haters aside for guys that don't like training, but the industry's definitely getting more heavily committed to the athletic portion of, of hunting, which is a good thing. Um, and in the case of, it's like I run a training camp, um, I don't really run a training camp. I send out a text message to the people that want to go, but we do anything from 25 pounds up Red Rocks to, you know, 100 pounds up the Tower Trail or whatever. With this pack, which is nice, you don't always want to use your hunting pack for everything. It doesn't hurt anything, but sometimes an 8,000 cubic inch pack isn't really conducive to carrying 40 pound load. You can do that. It doesn't hurt. But this bag's like 165 bucks or something like that. It's relatively inexpensive, and this is my training pack. When I want to do 40 pounds, I just fill this whole bag up. When I want to do 100, I use the shelf. When I want to go stump shooting, I throw a jacket, some food in here, extra arrows in the back. Uh, some guys that day hunt, I know a lot of guys already that are turkey hunting with this because they can carry their blind between the frame and the bag. And then their decoys and jackets, simple stuff like that's in the main bag. Or, I guess, for the traditional side of things, you can miss a lot, which I haven't experienced yet. I'm hoping I don't. <laughs> Guys will use this just for their decoys and their bow, because the bow straps on the back of here real simple. And then they'll walk into the blind, um, you know, decoys inside, straps the back, however you want to do it. But they'll have a bunch of extra arrows not with broadheads on, just arrows and broadheads in the quiver, just in case 
you know, you go Winchester, you run out of ammo, they can reload while they're in the blind. In the case of like Nebraska, Kansas, South Dakota, it is a target rich environment in certain areas for turkeys. In Nebraska, you can shoot three. So sometimes you might need more arrows. Yeah, why not, right? So I've been asked about carrying a bow on this, and we definitely catered to carrying a bow on right. this needed. So how it works, one of the ways you can just strap it in here without a grab it. These are plenty strong enough to just strap your bow vertically. Um, trad bow or a compound doesn't matter. The other thing we have is a grab it, which is kind of like a big uh, diaper. Oh, that's cool. So, like a loincloth. Pretty much, I've worn it a couple times. I, send me a picture of that. I'd like to see that. I'm going to attach this real quick. And uh, this works on all of our packs. So, that's one thing that's nice. If you already have one, you can just use it on this. So, what Aaron's doing is running the uh, straps down through the bottom of the bag, back up through the bottom of the grab it to attach it to the bottom of the pack. And these, we keep these straps really long for moose quarters, things like that. Uh, they come with Velcro web keepers, uh, these com compression or attachment straps, just to keep things clean. But mm -hmm. for those of you watching, now you have this grab it attached to the bottom. So it just goes here. You have a male, female. I made this black so you can see it better. Um, All right. And then that attaches to this compression strap up here. So I'm just going to attach everything. Now, I personally don't really ever put my bow on my pack, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't because we get a a lot of requests for, for questions on how to attach your bow to your pack. So now, so this here is the grab it. It's adjustable up and down in height. You suck this bottom portion up as tight as you can and you just pop your cam in there. And then your upper compression strap, you can you can run this, grab it to this compression strap here, and you can run this or this attachment point here, and then you can run this compression strap up to this loop. So you can flip-flop them however you want, depending upon the length of your bow. And this compression strap here here will hold the bow in place along with the grab it. And I'll tuck it in nice, kinda like a turtle shell. Yeah, man, it, it'll protect your cam somewhat. Um, I mean, you can't just throw the pack down by any means, but it'll work. <laughs> I would recommend it. And then if you're carrying, you know, if you're hunting and you have to grab it and you just want to carry extra crap, like guys will use this for decoys to grab it, they'll have everything loaded in here, and then they'll have two or three decoys, and they'll just pop them in there. That way it's real easy and quick access when they get to their blind. Well, one thing that's nice about that bag, too, while I look at it, is someone like me who does a lot of whitetail hunting goes in in the morning, comes out at night. I bring in a lot of different layers of clothing. I want to get my bow, everything up the tree. A lot of times that means I have to come back down the tree to attach everything to pull back up. 
something like that. I can have everything attached in one kit and pull it up one time. Yeah, no, for sure. And I haven't whitetail hunted seriously in a couple of years or a few, but I know I was in upper the upper peninsula of Wisconsin when I was hunting, and you know it's so cold you could fart and hear it hit the ground. Right? It was cold, <laughs> yeah. and. Uh, so we were going in, like I tried to go in as light as I could, and we were, we would pack in a mile in some cases, not far, far, but I would have a lot of clothing. You know, I didn't have a whole lot of calls or anything, but, you know, I had a little food, but the biggest thing was clothing. And so I would have, like, if I had my down booties or whatever the case may be, an extra layer of top and bottom jacket to put on, you know, all that will fit in this or in that gravid, either one. Mm -hmm. And then in the case for this, for whitetail hunting, you want to be relatively quiet, obviously. You can just leave this unzipped, like when I'm hanging on your easy hanger. Yep. And I can grab stuff out of there relatively quickly if needed. See, that's the other thing. Accessing stuff, like I have a sub-pack made by Mountain Hardware that's like small, I take in with me. But I always have to reach over, everything's kind of loud, pulling it out, you know, from the top. That's yeah. way easier just to have it there, kind of like a closet almost. So right here, I just, you know, hooked the easy hanger to this. And I may end up shooting an elk this year out of a tree stand. Who knows with the uh, the whole trad bow thing. So, yeah. But you just, I just hang it on that easy hanger, you know what I mean? And then I pivot accordingly to where I'm at, to where I can just reach inside. For me, it's generally food um, or gloves. So I, those are the two big things because if I have a call or anything else, that stuff's hanging up. But if I need to get food at one point in time or another, this is this opening is so big, just leaving it like it is. It's not you don't you can just leave it unzipped and reach in there, and there's no unbuckling or anything else. Obviously, if it's pissing down rain, probably don't want to leave it unzipped. There's always different scenarios that can be a problem. Um, detaching it, we've had a lot of questions about how easy is it to detach. So I'll just detach it real quick. This compression strap here. I actually don't having have running through this daisy chain, just an example. This one here, I do. We made this daisy chain big enough to where you can actually slide the buckle through so nothing needs to be undone. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so you can do it pretty quickly. But as far as detaching it goes, this is our new, uh, this is a 24-inch hunting frame. But this is the K-clip that we have patented and these are tab loops where your load lifter adjustment angle attaches to. You just unhook these two and it's detached. Wow. So it doesn't take much. And then as far as the compression straps go, in my case, I kind of leave it like this to give me the depth needed. If you're doing the train to hunt, this isn't going to work as well just because you're going to want more depth probably. But then you just lay the frame down. These horizontal compression straps would be extended mm -hmm. and then drop it in place. Now, you can detach this with the K-clips and leave your compression straps running through the daisy chain. If you're not watching this and you're listening, it's going to be harder to figure out. But So I guess what I'm saying is if you're listening and you're wanting to know, watch the video later. Yeah, head on over to YouTube, Natural Born Hunter. Check it out. It'll be there. So it doesn't take very much, and it's not like I, you know, 
rig this thing up. You know what? You asked me earlier if this has upper attachment points, and I said no, it does have upper attachment points. I believe uh, the reason why I was thinking no is I have mine made without those, um, or I cut them off. Why do you but, do that? Well, just never I, needed to attach it up. I run a company, and I just tell them not to put them on. Oh, why? Yeah. Because uh, I don't ever use them. Got you. Got if you. I had it. You know, and if I had a six toe, I'd probably have a cut off if it wasn't actually, you know, an advantage. But for so, somebody carrying, say, 20 pounds, that upper attachment's perfect to get the weight high, right? It, yeah, it could be. Um, you, for sure. I'm, I'm more of a simplistic guy where I'll just tighten that compression strap down. I Believe me, I'm not telling anyone to do what I do in the case of this system. Um, I have my own whatever way of running things and, and generally it's probably different to maybe what some people might do but anyway that that's it detaches super quick and then you just lay whatever down lay this on top put the compression straps on accordingly and you're good to go perfect reattach without weight inside you know obviously to reattach if you have a big lump of weight in there just tighten up the compression straps all you're doing is sliding this hypalon sleeve, which is this black portion up here, back over the top of the frame. And then you just reattach the load lifter straps wherever it's needed. So it's pretty simple, um, about as simple as we could make it. Yeah, it uh, seems too easy. <laughs> well, I've, I've worked with some packs um, during testing that... Uh, Kind of had to reinvent the wheel to use the load shelf. And I'm not an overly huge fan of load shelves anyway, which I get sometimes um, beat up for a little bit. But with a small pack, I agree they're great. Like with this one, um, our 22 mag smaller packs are fine with, to use with a load shelf. What happens is we'll get phone calls where a guy wants to get a load shelf on a 7,000 cubic inch bag. And what we worry about as far as on the comfort aspect is having seven days of gear in a 7,000 cubic inch bag and then lumping 80 pounds of deboned meat between the frame and the bag and then that weight that's in your bag is extending so far off your back that it right. forces you to hunch over and we don't want to do that but with a small bag it works great you'd have to counterbalance yourself by leaning forward yeah, yeah. compromise your position yeah it um I've done a lot of testing on the whole meat shelf thing, and you you can go into the pain cave real quick trying to use that shelf with too much crap in your main bag. And nobody wants to have to go in there that often. No, the pain cave sucks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so how would you recommend that setup right there, that frame, that pack, for, say, you're doing the like backpack get-ups, things like that? Is that pretty maneuverable, easy to work with? Yeah, yeah, it is for sure. Uh, if you get a 26-inch frame, obviously you're you're getting you're getting up there in size as far as frame height above your shoulders. Right. I run a 24-inch for quite a bit of stuff like like this here. Um, for my multi-day hunts, I run a 26. I have I have a 20-inch torso, so I have a relatively tall torso. But for a, with a 22-inch frame or a 24-inch frame. For backpacking, hunting, just screwing around, training, it's pretty well versed with that 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 frame and bag system. What's the most weight you'd want to carry in that system? You think comfortably? Really, it, it boils down to the frame height. For me, 
I mean, infinite um, until my legs give out. I, <laughs> I, I, with a 26-inch frame, you know, I can go up to, in the case of Colton and I, I don't know, 180 pounds when we packed this bull out. Let's say with that 24-inch frame, what do you think most people would want to? It all depends on their size. So just to explain this for, for those that don't understand. Yes. When you have a a backpack suspension system, whatever, uh, the load lifters, which I, which I refer to frequently, is the webbing coming off your shoulder strap. It attaches somewhere close to your clavicle, or it should, and then it goes up in an angle and attaches to your frame, or it should. If your frame is below your shoulder straps, you don't have a load lifter. You have a strap coming off your bag. Basically, it's like a load stabilizer. You don't have anything. Right. And so, <laughs> so and not to beat up... I won't mention any company's names, but guys will get on um, Facebook and they're loyal to a specific company and they'll say something like, I've had brand X and carried 13 animals out and it's super comfortable and they'll post a photo and the frame is two inches below their shoulders. For someone that understands backpacking suspensions, that just means they're really tough. Mm -hmm. That means it's not comfortable because all that weight is on your shoulders. Which sucks. What, which sucks. And what you want is 65 to 70% on your hips uh, and the rest on your shoulders. In my case, I run closer to 90% on my hips. So when you put a pack on and you have the waist belt remotely close to the center of your hip bones uh, centered on that, and that frame is even with your shoulders or below, you're not going to, there's no quote unquote comfort rating because it's <laughs> uncomfortable the entire time to where in my case, 20-inch torso, 26-inch frame, it's infinite. You know, as the pack sags a little bit, the frame's still tall. Um, it's no matter, you know, we make really good packs. We, we don't make the ones that, you know, suspend the weight like Aladdin's carpet. You're still carrying the weight. It's just as comfortable as it can possibly be. Um, so... This frame, 24 inches, a guy that's 5'10 with a 32-inch torso, 120 pounds roughly is about where he's going to start carrying more weight on his shoulders than he probably wants to. Perfect. But it'll hold. When we tested this, you know, we had a couple 300 pounds in there screwing around with it. So really? Just about anything. Oof. And was that in the bag or the meat shelf or both? The Well, the bag, you can't fit that much weight in, so the meat shelf. Got you. The bag, I, I think we had like 98 pounds in that thing or something, 96 when it was like completely just stuffed with crap. Um, you know, as far as just cubic inches, you ran out of space, you know what I mean, as far as weight goes inside. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I think that's covered anything. Is there anything else people need to know? Oh, I mean, one thing to remember is if you're – because, you know, versatility-wise, you can fit, like, on a 24 or 26-inch frame. If a guy's going to be backpack hunting every year, let's say, and coming out to Colorado from New York, um, you can get, like, a, I don't know, whatever, Australian Mountain Rock or Argali from us, which is 7,000-plus cubic inches, and put it on this frame that I have here. And then you can go and do the train to hunt, pull that big bag off and put this bag on this frame, same suspension, same adjustments. Um, so you're using the same system. You're just exchanging bags. So that's one thing to keep in mind for guys that um, may not live out West. Maybe you do. It doesn't matter, I guess. But 
if you're trying to, you know, have like the perfect system and you backpack hunt, this little bag is probably not going to get her done. You're not going to do seven days with this. But if you buy a larger bag and this bag, that's your day hunt, whitetail pack, train to hunt pack, alpha bow hunter pack, all that stuff. And then you have the bigger bag for your sheep hunts, your multi-day elk hunts, high country mule deer hunts. And then the accessories, grab it, lid, things like that, they swap over from this bag to the other one. So it's something to think about. It can get a little confusing. Obviously, you can give me a call at any time with questions, call Kafaru. But uh, we try to make the systems as, um, as simple with the amount of complexity there is. We try to make them as simple as we can. Excellent. And the website is kafaru.net, correct? Yeah. K-I-F-A-R-U.net. If you need to see photos, you can uh, hit me up on Facebook, uh, Aaron, A-R-O-N, Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R. And it's the same thing on um, Instagram. Instagram. You see a bunch of different photos of different systems and all other kind of crazy stuff. Um, if you want to just see pictures of Kafaro in the field with all kinds of other gear and crazy crap we do. It's a good account. I'll tell people that right now. An occasional meme. Not occasional this morning. <laughs> this morning's one. I like I like Jesus, but I cuss a little. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. No, it's uh it's good. I mean, the thing that's nice with um Instagram is um you don't have quite the BS that you get on Facebook. It's uh, far superior to Facebook. And and I can just post a photo and then people can look at it and that's about it. I tell you what, what does kill me is the guys that say they're not on social media but i get forwarded messages they send of a screenshot they took of of yours mine brian calls phil's talking crap about what we've said on social media so those guys may not be on social media but if you're scrolling throughout the day to talk shit you're on social media brother you're they're, just not you just don't have an account but you're on there they're stalking you but they're not on it <laughs> yeah and that goes, I get some pretty funny ones forwarded to me from different um, people in the industry that uh, aren't on, uh, you know, they call it like chest pounders because we talk about working out or whatever else. I do get a kick out of it because, um, I mean, for no other reason than it's like, you know, I say, uh, you know, I say I don't have TV, for example, cable. But I tell you what, I don't know how much I spend going to the movies every year, but it's a shitload. Um, <laughs> so I may not have TV, but I do go watch movies. So anyway, but yeah, I think, um, you know, getting back on track here without seeing too many squirrels, this system, uh, you know, the, the hunting or tactical frame, the Apollo, coupled with like a larger bag, you can get anything done anywhere in the world. Hell yeah. And you can check out podcast subscribe check aaron out also on the gritty bowman podcast which i believe is the gritty bowman.com uh if you want to get 20 percent off mountain ops put in the coupon code nbh20 at checkout and boom 20 percent off as you can see aaron has a great mountain ops sweatshirt on it's pretty much made him the man he is today if it wasn't for that sweatshirt and mountain ops aaron would be nowhere Still working construction, taking copious amounts of steroids, which nobody wants. I've got the Vortex hat on. You know what? I got dressed early. Which, forget about Vortex, because if people really want, they want some Maven optics. <laughs> they can put a oh. coupon code NBHGIFT at checkout, Aaron. Forget you and your Vortex optics. <laughs> I, don't have a, I don't have a coupon code for 
for Vortex. Yeah, they apparently they don't care about all these hunter athletes out there like Maven does. Oh Lord, I can get one. (laughs) (laughs) You keep that over on the Gritty Bowman podcast where all the outlaws hang out. That's funny. While you're talking about optics, we should talk about why you're bringing up chromatic aberration, the the rolling the barrel effect, pin cushioning. Anything? Yeah, and while we're talking about that, you should subscribe <laughs> to the YouTube channel, like us on Facebook and on Instagram. This has been the Natural Born Hunter Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, have a fantastic day. Work, hustle, hunt. <laughs> Trying to put me on the spotter, and I'm slippery like a snake. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we should redo that last part, dude. You don't edit this at all? No, why would I edit it? I'm still recording. We can say oh. some shit here. Just give me about five seconds. I got to take a piss. Or I'm going to piss. All my right. Piss. I'll be right back. So if he is still recording, I think it is important to note that he is probably gay with the flat brim. He is a ginger. Don't look him in the eyes. He will steal your soul. If you noticed, I try to keep my head down while talking to him, and my hat is pulled down low. It helps shield the ginger effect, what I call it. Yeah, why would I edit this? So we can fuck it up twice? <laughs> no, I just won't bring up Vortex. I don't care. Because I like those guys that made them. There's Did you your- record that whole thing while you were peeing? Okay, good. I left a message. <laughs> you said shit while I was gone. Oh yeah. Oh man, I'll just I'll just edit. You know what I will do? I'll edit in the second ending, so I don't have to edit everything. I don't care. I mean, there's a certain point. I'm doing this for my own pure enjoyment. I enjoy talking to people about this shit, and that's about oh, it. That's funny. Well, let's do a second one and start with the sweater. Start with your sweater. Well, you say start with the mountain off. Want to do the second one? We'll do the second one. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been the Natural Born Hunter podcast with Aaron Snyder wearing his fancy green green OD Mountain Ops sweatshirt, which if it wasn't for, he would never get laid because everybody knows when you wear Mountain Ops gears, you get mad pussy. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Did he like that ending better? Get more ass than a toilet seat. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You're... you're your face will be like a park bench. Everyone's sitting on it. <laughs> this will be the first time I get a call from Mountain Ops. Uh, we listened the other day, and it wasn't the first uh, outro that got us. It was the second outro. That was a good one, though. You like that one? It only yeah, threw, you off, threw you off balance, didn't it? Well, see, the first one, I don't. I get confused, right? Who's sponsoring what and who's what's going on? And all products are great, but I start talking about my hat, and then which contradicts who supports Will. Yes. And it went downhill Every, from there. Everybody knows if you go around wearing Vortex gear, you will get no ass ever. In fact. You will probably get a lot of guys coming up to you trying to get extra close, which is why Aaron also has the mountain ops on to counterbalance it. Oh, Lord, that's funny. And you're wearing Under Armour. Yeah, I'm wearing this. This is that a Cameron Haynes T-shirt I got on. You know, that doesn't surprise me. You know what? I wish Cameron Haynes would start returning my text messages. He stopped returning <laughs> them a while ago. 
<laughs> I said, hey, Cam, you want – I was like, hey, Cam, you want to come on the podcast? Yeah, definitely. Let's set a time. Give it some time. Hey, all right, when do you want to come on? Never heard from him again. <laughs> He's probably afraid to look you in the eye. You're going to steal his soul. Yeah, that could be. That could be. You know, I think it's um, – you know, maybe he's just too busy, too busy for us little guys over here. He is busy, I'm sure of that. You know, and I understand it. You got to do what you got to do. But I'm a fan of any company that wants to push me or my friends forward, wants to help them move forward. That's all I really care about. I don't even care. Vortex Optics, go buy some. Hey, if that's what you're into, you want to support Aaron and his people. He apparently doesn't have the pull to get you a nice coupon or gift code like I do at Maven, but, now, you know, maybe one day they'll recognize Aaron's an up-and-coming guy. Back up one hour ago as I'm driving to work and Will calls me and says, hey, can you do a podcast this morning? You didn't give me a lot of prep time. I could call Boardman at Vortex and ask him, but I'm pretty sure he was probably Why are you calling right now? Why do you call right now while we're doing this show? I'll just leave this running. I got time. Oh, <laughs> what do you want me to see if he'll give a bigger discount code than Maven did? Yo, you guys, you'll need one. You'll you, Aaron Snyder. This will be the Aaron Snyder coupon code. We already we have one for Gritty Bowman. Oh, do you have one for Gritty yeah. Bowman? You give your coupon code out. I, I don't care. No, that's okay. I mean, if people want to buy Vortex, they want to buy Maven. It's hey, you know, do do what you want to do. That's the one. You know what? The one thing I don't care about for that I see, and it's not just this industry. It's everywhere. Is the people who will jump on the bandwagon. I think you said it before. Before the UPS trucks even cooled down. And now they are flying that banner, that flag, like, oh, it's the next best thing. Don't forget about everyone else. You shouldn't buy that other stuff. It's crap. It's crap. And we'll just shit on everyone else's products, right? Next thing you know, they've got some other brand, and they're shitting on that brand they used to have. And it's, oh, this is the best. And when they talk, they don't really know what the fuck they're talking about. Like, at least I don't know what I'm talking about, but I surround myself with experts like you and Phil and other guests so I can educate myself. Yeah. Now you're, it happens for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I see it all the time. Even guys that get, I mean, I understand if they get a, a product and they're super excited and they're like, oh, I can't wait to use this. That's one thing. And that's completely different compared to the, um, you know, the person that immediately, this is the best thing since Velcro and, you know, Viagra. Well, I mean, that's a pretty deadly combination right there, Velcro and Viagra. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, Lord. All right. Well, I probably should get to work. Um, I like you, Will, so I had to postpone a few things this morning. To talk <laughs> Thank about you. That. I appreciate that. You know what you shouldn't postpone? Huh. Putting that bag in that frame in a box and mailing it to my home. <laughs> I think I told you at least four months ago I was going to send you one. I didn't put a timeline on that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just like Cameron Haynes, you're coming on the podcast someday. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I've, you're, I haven't done... I don't, uh, I mean, I've been asked to do other podcasts, but I only, I'm pretty loyal to, to Brian, but um, occasionally I'll do one with you and Phil, but that's about it. That's because, you know, we take Mountain Ops and everybody knows Mountain Ops makes you sexy. And if you want to get sexy like Aaron, you should use the coupon code NBH20 at checkout, you know, so you're not paying full price for that sexiness. It helped me grow my hair back. I did see that. I did see that. You're looking like a hippie now that they've got legal weed and mar- marijuana in Colorado. Aaron's going full hippie on us. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, all right. Well, I've got to go throw some more Rogaine and Yeti in my hair. <laughs> all right, brother. This has been the Natural 400 Podcast for the third and final time. We're out.
<laughs> I mean, 